What up, what up, what up? And welcome to the High Bud Tenders Podcast. My name is Jarrell, a.k.a. Superman's father. And with me is my partner in crime, my road dog, Rocky, a.k.a. Cannabis Rocky. Say what up to the people. What's going on, yo? Welcome to High Bud Tenders Podcast. Yes, so um, just to get a little background about myself, um, I'm from South Central Los Angeles, now in Vegas, been out here for about 10 years. Damn, that 10 years went by fast. Seems like it it's hasn't it been goes, that long, man. for real. Uh, what about yourself, Rocky? Where are you from? How long have you been out here? Um, I'm from Chicago, Illinois, originally the south side of Chicago. I uh, moved here about three years ago and uh, made, made life out here in this cannabis industry, which is fantastic. Um, but other than that, that's what I've been up to. So... This podcast is like we call it high butt tenders, and what it's pretty much about is just just bringing all the butt tenders together, uniting so we can have a voice in this industry as it continues to grow, and um, more importantly, as it continues to go more corporate. So we just kind of wanted to start this podcast so we can just like discuss different issues, different topics within the industry, and um, really talk to other people and other. Um, like other other butt tenders from all across the country, just making people aware, um, and uh, making people more comfortable with cannabis in the industry as butt tenders. That is our responsibility. So, um, Jarrell, tell them a little bit about what this butt this podcast is about. Yeah. So first of all, we're going to um, touch on a number of subjects. We're talking about. Um, we're going to have a little bit of everything. You know, for everybody, from somebody who have no idea what to do when they go to a um, go into a dispensary, to a seasoned bud tender, a new bud tender, um, executives, uh, vendors, like this is we it's gonna be a lot of fun. We got a lot in store. Yeah, I'm very excited, man. I'm I'm super excited, especially now. We're in a really great time in this cannabis industry. Everything is really popping right now. For sure. um, it's a good time to be in the industry, especially as a butt tender. Uh, so we also want to know about everybody else's experiences. Yes. Uh, we want feedback. Uh, that's the kind of thing that we need and get this thing cracking as well. We will have um, guests come on too and talk about uh, different parts of the cannabis industry. Uh, I, I, cult- I, yeah, any and everything. Yeah, cultivation, extraction. Um, Glass blowing. The whole nine yards. Everything. Edibles. Yeah, for sure. We getting it in. So, um, Rocky, like you mentioned, you're from Chicago, right? Yes, sir. Um, I'm pretty sure you, you've been around weed for, for, you know, a good amount of time. Oh yeah. Um, I've been smoking weed since I was 18 years old. Really long time. Um, yeah, back in the day I used to have to, it's so, I mean, it's been so long that I've been smoking weed that I used to have to separate seeds from my weed. Seeds from, yes, yes. Where I'm from, we call it that stress. You you you, t- you get the weed, break it down. You had a million seeds in that bitch, and you you separate it, take the stems out, and um yeah, that that was stress weed. Do you remember the first time you got high? Oh yeah, um, I was like graduating from high school. As a matter of fact, it was like a few days before graduation, and uh, I was with a cousin of mine, 
And let me tell you, they did not peer pressure me. <laughs> okay. People are always like, did they peer pressure? No, they did not. So if anybody's listening that's family related, nobody was peer pressured on this end. Um, Rocky I just said, lied. I made my own damn decision. Hell yeah, I <laughs> wanted to try it and I lied. And I was like, yeah, I've tried it before. And they were like, well, yeah, let's try this. And they had some Alcapulco gold. I'll never forget that. That is old school. Yep. And then uh, we smoked it and went to Target. And I think I held on to a Target rack for about 25, 30 minutes. <laughs> she was like, we got to get out of here. She's like, you're a mess. Yeah, I remember the first time I smoked. I was 16 years old. Damn, I hope my mom don't listen to this. <sighs> Shit. Uh, oh, well, we all, we going in. But yeah, I was 16 years old. Um, I was, well, I, this is not the first time I smoked. This is the first time I got high. So I'm 16 years old. I'm on the block. And it was just like, you know, just just do it on the block, gave me some weed. And I just, all I remember was just laughing my ass off to the point where my cheeks were hurting. I mean, it was just the greatest feeling ever. And ever since then, I'm like, okay, I wanted, I want that feeling again. And um, since then, I was a smoker. So, yeah, I've been smoking more than half my life. And it's been, it's been a blessing for sure because oh it, it helps me a lot. You ain't kidding. Like, I mean... Honestly, it kept me level. And it does. It keeps me level. It always has. You yeah. know, it's always been uh, a comfort. I've never been like, oh, I need to quit smoking pot. Never. That was never like the case for me. Um, well, back in the day, it was pot. So just to let pot. you know, pot, reefer, weed. They used to make all these kind of things. Now you can't say half this no, shit No, what they call it now? Uh, cannabis. Or or what else? Like flour. Flour. Yeah. Yeah, flour. I'm not comfortable with flour. I'll, I'll roll with that cannabis just because, like, you know, don't ever want to take away from flowers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell <laughs> well, yeah. But I was like, and I was chatting with an old friend, like, like you were saying, you had to separate the seeds and the stems and everything. Uh, a fucking 22, 23-year-old kid, it, when they start smoking, they don't have to go through that now. Like, because they get to wake up and go into a dispensary and pick the best of buds. Don't have to worry about getting stamps. Like, they so fucking privileged. And, <laughs> and you know, like, they 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 don't have to know that struggle. So, I, I'm I'm a little salty. Because Dude, are, are you, they, you ain't lying. Are you like, kidding me? That you is, have no idea, like, the luxury you have, you little bastards. Yeah, that was the worst. Like, the worst was um, waiting around for someone that mm. didn't show up. And you were ready. It was the weekend. You had stuff to do. And then you also had, you had to go with the worst person ever. <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to have to smoke this whole bag today and then try again tomorrow. Yeah, right. Um, which was the worst. But now it's right. They got that luxury yeah. where they could just get up and go. Or one of my struggles was, because like I was broke. Like When I was 16, I didn't have a job then. So... I had to piece together, like me and my friends had to piece together money to get weed. So I would have to ask my grandmother and my mom, I had I had two dollars to go to the store, so I get two dollars. And another friend asked their mama for two dollars. And another friend asked their mama for two dollars. Boom, we got six dollars. That's enough to get a nickel bag of weed. So we had to find somebody to get the weed from. Not only that, we're sixteen, so we can't go to the store and just get a blunt. We have to find somebody to get a blunt. So one of us standing in front of a liquor store. Hey, can you buy me a blunt? No, get your little ass on my phone. Hey, man, can you buy me a blunt? Hey, man, can you buy me a blunt? So that was just, like, it's just a huge struggle. Like, these kids have no idea what they they never have to go through. Oh, no. And, and that's that was the, like I said, it was the best of times. 
and it was the worst of times. And I know a lot of people will be like, now that you smoke, um, it was so much better in the past. It was so much better in the past because it's like the first times you were smoking. You know what I mean? Um, If we were smoking this stuff that we're smoking now, back then... Uh, I don't even know what would be going on right oh, now. Oh my goodness, I, I couldn't imagine. There wouldn't even be a plan. It would just be one fat trichome. You just get a big globule. It's like For a, real. it's like a big giant uh, teardrop. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that was know. and that was a thing. Like back then, it wasn't it wasn't like okay, yeah. Let me. You didn't have options. Let me say, like you didn't have options. Your weight man probably had like different strands, but you had no idea what that was. It was just whatever he gave you. Sometimes that shit put you to sleep. Sometimes it had you chatty and goofy, giggly. It is what it is. It wasn't until, um, well, at least for me, it wasn't until I got a, a medical card and I was able to go into a dispensary for the first time. Um, you know, in the, I forgot, maybe like the, the early 2000s, you know, 2008 and somewhere around there. And that shit was like, like holy shit, it was an eye opening. And that's when I first got introduced to like butt tending. I don't even know if that was what it was called back then, but it was somebody behind a counter with a shit ton of weed in jars showing me different things. And I was like, God damn. Right. Like, like that was amazing. I'm like, this is a job. So like right. that was my first introduction to a butt tender. Um, do you remember yours? I do believe that my first dispensary uh, legitimate dispensary experience <laughs> was in Vegas and um, it was when it became very first legal I do believe mm-hmm. the very first day that it was legal was I stood in that 2017 yeah I stood in that big long ass line drill holy shit you would think that there were people going to see you know <laughs> the greatest show on <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was crazy. And, um, I remember waiting in that line and just being like, this is going to be a game changer here in yeah. Vegas and 100% game changer here in Vegas. Hell fucking yeah. But like, but like I said, like that was my first introduction to a butt tender. So when I finally started going to dispensaries on a regular, um, especially like, like in Vegas, like Vegas dispensaries are a little bit different than other dispensaries because, um, with the strict regulations, I feel that they're forced to give you information that other places don't give you. Like L.A., you don't know about terpenes out there. Right. Um, like a lot of other states. So, um, like when I when I start coming to dispensaries in Vegas, I started getting education from bud tenders. That opened my world to like opened my eyes to a whole other world. Like right. it was amazing. So I'm like hell yeah, like. I want to be a bud tender. Right. So yeah, like, and that's what, that's exactly what I like set out to be. Right. And this shit is dope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you know, you had mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, you would wait around, you guys would like chip in and buy yep. joint you and your friends and whatnot. So for me, it was very different because I was always entrepreneurial about it. You know, I was always like, listen, if I get rid of five of these sacks, one mm. of these sacks is going to be mine there you for go. free. You know what I mean? So um, that's how I always thought. And I was never greedy. I was like, just get these five. I just need this one. Three, five. And I remember when a three, five used to last me a full week. Oh, man. So I used to stretch that shit out. 
the smallest pinner joints in <laughs> and it's crazy because I used to yeah just roll smoking so much paper oh my gosh no oh idea. my gosh no business and then uh, when it was okay to smoke blunts then that's when you know you moved up from the dime bags and the nickel bags and you were yeah. like I gotta really get a sack now for sure like a real true um, sack but yeah I, I, that's how you get an introduction and that's honestly what gave me a passion about becoming a bud tender is that I've always been passionate about cannabis mm-hmm. my whole life like always been passionate about it because it's always been healing for me um, you know people like you know when you have ADHD or something like that you know you get introduced but once you smoke it's very different it's very it very makes you different. feel better and you know I've been if I'd ever had to look for a job or whatever the case may be, it was never an issue for me to be like, let me back off of this for a little bit. It it was never hard for me to leave it alone for as long as I needed to, um, to get a job or whatever it is I needed to do. Never felt like it took control over you. Right, exactly. So I always also had that thought that there was nothing wrong with it and you need to bring that to the forefront. That's why being a bud tender, it would, it almost came second nature to me because I know how I wanted to feel when I got high. And so when people explain something to you, you got to kind of listen to that. You can't just be, here's a menu, good luck. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because you can mess up somebody's whole experience. You know what I mean? Like I had my very first edible high ruined it for me, edible high for a little bit. Yeah. You know, I was like, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to take another edible. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's the passion of being a bartender. Uh, and that's why I got into this industry. And I think that's the same for you. Hell yeah, because like when I um when I found out you can smoke weed and kind of determine how you're going to feel, like that blew my mind. Like when I learned about terpenes and different cannabinoids and, you know, like CBG, CBN, um, CBD. And I'm like, whoa, like, all these things matter. Like, it's not just about getting high. Like, yeah, you can enjoy that. But, <clears throat> excuse me, we over here smoking. So, if you hear a... <laughs> or a <laughs> in the background, it's, it's because we're smoking. But, yeah, when I learned about all those things and how they can affect my my mood, my body, and all these different things, I'm like, like, holy shit. Like, this is, this is, this is so dope. So... Like, I went all in. I started doing my own research, and I just fell in love with it. So, like you said, like, it was the same thing. Bud tender became second nature. Um, it's something I love to do. I love talking about it. And it's it's just like, I, I, I feel like it's a blessing to be in this industry and to be able to help other people with right. something I love. Yes, yes. And, you know, um, learning about, I honestly went full force learning about the plant as soon as it became legal because really I am truly about saving as much money as I possibly can. So I had to know what was right for me. A lot of things were not, you know, didn't make me feel the way I wanted to feel all day. I didn't want to be all sluggish all day long. You know, and I realized that there was variations in weeds and we learned about terpenes and things of that nature. And in all honesty, I think there's so much um, information out there concerning terpenes, concerning all weed or all cannabis, sorry, being hybrid, Mm -hmm. um, which I kind of lean towards myself. Um, I just feel like over time, genetics 
has just gotten to that hybrid state for sure um, of female plants for sure yeah. like you might run across a pure sativa you know here and there but or you know what I'm saying things that were pure indica but I'm, damn near everything is a hybrid nowadays right you know when I smoke a sativa I want to be able to like I got shit to do you know what I mean I want to mm-hmm. go and run around I usually go pay my bills I usually got shit to do um, it's you know when I want an indica I just want to chill out Maybe listen to some music at home, watch a good movie, um, that kind of thing, or even to get some really good sleep. You yep. know, and for me, I think I'm at this point too, where since I smoke daily, it's not so much like for sleep anymore. It's just the way I live my life. Kinda, it's recreation. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kind of use other things for sleep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I like um, like you said, like it, those. That's what kind of excites me because not only do I get to experience those different things, but I get to introduce it to other people. So I kind of I kind of smirk when people be like, "Hey, you a bud tender? What is that like a bartender?" I'm like, "Huh? Like not even close. Oh, the total opposite. Goodness. You know? No, no. You know like a, a bartender? You go to a bar and you say, "Hey, me a Jack and Coke," and that's it. He's pouring you a Jack and Coke. You're not asking that bartender, how, how is this going to make me feel? Or, you know what I'm saying? None of that. There's no science to that. Not, not, not at all. Not only that, you're getting serviced with a bunch of attitudes sometimes, too. And you're like, listen, I just wanted a regular, you know. I'm going to tell you, this was funny, Drew, when you brought that up. It's like, nobody's going to ever be like, how does this Jack and Coke make me feel? Exactly. Not one person is going to be like, uh... Yeah, if I put a little whiskey in this uh, soda, how am I gonna <laughs> how am I gonna roll today? Nothing is gonna be like that. But for us, we're almost like having to give so much information. Yeah. So you know what I mean. And a lot of us, and you know, it depends. You, you know, have gratuity, and if you want gratuity, you've got to be able to provide that information. Because also, let me tell you, remember this, because this was is going to be a big, big, big. Uh, business. It's big now, but it's going to be super giant later. Um, just keep in mind, you know, service is key. You oh, got to sure. be good. You got to be good to the customer, and you got to explain things. You can't just service customer in and out because they're going to be returning customer. Oh and yeah. And the returning customer business is like gold. Yeah, for right? sure. And it's funny, like you mentioned gratuity, like a bartender. You go to a bar, you be like, you know what? I'm gonna give him a little extra so he can, you know, you just know to make just to make sure yeah. he, he pour my drink like he's supposed to. Right. But that's just like kind of like the total opposite. Like you, we provide a service. Like we go above and beyond what we're supposed to do. It's not just you saying, "Hey, go get me this," and we just go grab it, put it in the bag. That does happen, but a lot of times we get the, "Hey, man, how's this? You know, how's this gonna make me feel?" You know, yeah. What does this taste like? We get, right. we have to, you know, give me the no gas. shit. What's the gas? <laughs> What's the fire? Sometimes we get me high, high. You, right. you know, but like we we have to provide service and we have to we have to have knowledge. And so, like when somebody says, "Hey, you know, oh, bartender, you guys just like bartenders?" Mm-hmm. Not at all. So we 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 go a way way above and beyond what a bartender does. Um, we actually provide a service. Totally. 
That, I mean, that's that's the whole that's the whole thing behind it is, and that's what makes this industry so great too. Is um, I know people worry that you know we're going to end up being machines later. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you can't completely replace good service. At some point, you're going to be a leader in this industry. Uh, so you got to take all that method and all that learning and customer service, because guess what? Who the, are people going to complain to in the end? Uh, that's who are people going to give their good feedback to? Mm-hmm. Bottom line is that there is always going to be a need or a desire at some point for that kind of customer interaction, despite what's going on. Because I notice you notice like you walk into Walmart mm-hmm. and there ain't even cashiers anymore. Oh, you? self-checkout. What? I don't want to ring myself yeah, exactly. out ever, ever. Especially like with the vegetables and fruits. Oh, I got to find colds and shit. Do you really forget miss those people, dude? I miss those people. Like, come on. Hell yeah. Like, come on. I got to bag this shit and like, come bring the, bring the, bring the cashiers back. Hashtag bring cashiers back. Right. But, um, you provide a service. You take people out. You show them what's going on. You explain to them how this may make them feel, yeah. you know, ask them what they like, um, what they're more interested in, what they felt comfortable in, what they were smoking last. Yeah. How did that make them feel? How did feel? that work out for you? I love it when I say, hey, you, do you take edibles before? Yeah, how much? Oh, I took them. How, how did that work out for you? Oh, it fucked me up or yeah, that was yeah. perfect. And like, you, 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 you get to know them kind of, like to figure out what they want, what they need. Like a machine can't do that. So if you, if you don't do that, then yeah, you can be replaced by a machine easily. But if you provide that service, like they're want to go, they they they'll rather come back to you than go to a vending machine, even if that, that option is there. So like yeah, like there are. I feel like there are going to be there are going to be like moments where or certain areas where machines can take over for like certain things we do. But if you stand out and you know your shit. And you provide that that service, then you're gonna stand out, and you're gonna you know you always gonna shine amongst anything and anybody. That's why I feel like you are you know the butt end of the year or oh, <laughs> whatever you know. Yeah, like no. I, there's hundreds and thousands of butt tenders, but I feel like you have to stand out and you have to provide a special kind of service to get noticed and get to get recognized by not only customers but your peers. Right. Like that, that I feel like that says a lot. So you get voted by like everybody, customers, peers. Like I feel like that that means a lot. Oh, thank you, Jerome. But I mean, I, you my I dog. Think, here's the thing. I think too, um, everybody has a chance at this situation. So don't come into this industry and think that you can't be at the top of your game in the first year out the gate. You absolutely can. Hell yeah. And you know why? For like for the most part, because the industry is like growing so fast. Like like this shit is moving so fast. So uh, if you if you get into the right lane that's moving at the right speed, you right. will fucking you know fly and just no. rock yeah, it off. You get what you give into this industry. Yeah, man. You know, you get what you give. It's one hundred percent a karmatic law for me. There you go. Because that's how I treat my customers. All customers are the same. Uh, if you want to be the best at this game, you're going to treat people the way you want to be treated consistently. Yeah. You're going to provide the best kind of service. You're going to make sure that you give them something to come back to. You know what I mean? So that 
they come back and see you. I always tell my customers, my name is Raggy. Next time you come in, come and see me. I'll take care of you. Yeah, yeah I'll be happy to see you. You know what I mean? And that's customized service. <laughs> and I guess what? My returning customer base is insane. You have no idea. I love it too. I had a customer from Texas. She's she, Within the last, I'll say six months, she's been back three times. She buys this cream that she rubs on her shoulder. And the... The second time she came back, she got a she got a real raspy voice. She said, "Jarrell, you saved my life." <laughs> this guy said, and I'm thinking to myself, Just like me. "Yeah, not even no, no. You know, I'm talking about you know, never mind." But no, no, I'm yeah. But uh, she was like, "You know, you saved my life," and I'm thinking, "I ain't do nothing but sell you a cream." Like, but it's like you you provide that service, you give them the information and all the knowledge you have. And I just, I gave her what I felt like what she needed and what she wanted. And I ended up working out. But it all, I feel like it only worked because I listened to her. And you asked the right questions. If you in, invest in that, that small little interaction, that should have paid off in the long run. Right, totally. 100%. So, um, as soon, you know, we're going to get a little bit more into how we're going to wrap up the segments uh, uh, at the end of every show. We want to make sure you guys know that at the end of every show, we're yeah. going to have a segment called... What You Smoking On. What You Smoking On. So we're not going to do that at this moment in time because uh, before we get to that, we want to make sure that you know that we are going to be at, very shortly, in about a month or so, we'll be at www.highbudtenders.com. What else? Uh, we're also on Instagram at highbudtenders. What else? We're also on Twitter at highbudtenders. Let the people know. So, yeah, um, uh, tap in with us. Um, hit us up. Let us know what you think. All kind of feedback is welcome. Um, Bud tenders from all across the country, all around the world. Hit us up if you want to hop on the podcast with us and chop it up about any and everything. You're more than welcome because um, this is this is for any and everybody because we, we all about the industry and really like the Bud tenders and the people that's really – in the stores, putting in the work, right, Rocky? Oh my gosh, yeah, getting your hands dirty. Yeah. The people that know exactly what's up, um, and they're all about providing that service. Um, we want to know your stories. We're open to any kind of feedback as well. Um, we're always going to be kind to you. Please be yeah, kind to us. Be patient. Um, if we don't get to, we will. Absolutely. Yeah. Promise that for yeah, sure. Yeah, know that. So also to... Um, just on uh, recapping back when we were talking about what you smoking on. No. Jarrell, uh, what are you smoking on? So, um, first of all, I had a little flower that we were smoking on. I was coughing off of it early, as you probably heard. It was a little grape cake. Nice little indica from uh, Tyson's Ranch that had me feeling real nice and smooth. And we also had some... Some MPX, what was that? Some, uh, is that Guava Town? Yeah. Yeah. Um, some, what was that, Diamonds? Yeah, Diamonds. Yeah, we took a dab of that. What about what about you, Rocky? Um, I did have a little bit of the uh, Live Rosin um, by Moxie. Hey. Uh, Lemonheads. And uh, we've been smoking some flour, too. I got, I had, we had some uh, Molten Lava oh, Cake. Oh, yeah, that Molten Lava yep. Cake. Yeah, and I infused that joint. And then, um... What were you? What did you roll up here? Oh, the Tyson Ranch. Right? Yeah, yeah, the grape cake. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, Mike Tyson got good. his 
own thing going on here in Vegas. Check that out. Yeah, that shit tastes amazing. So, um, yeah, so that's not, that's how we're going to end it. Every day, every guest, what you smoking on. And shit, hit us up in our DMs, whatever, on the boards. Let us know what you're smoking on. Um, we might pick it up if we can. Awesome. Stay high, bud tenders. Absolutely. <laughs>